3, and we're going to read verse 12 through 14, just to have a short sermon today that I want to preach. I want to preach under this title, Forward, Forward. And this is that time of year when we start shifting our attentions toward the next year. Hopefully you've thought about it. Some of us have probably have resisted, thinking, you know, not much is going to change. Uh, but we need to shift our focus and start thinking about going forward. What is next year going to look like for us? Philippians 3, 12 through 14, this is Paul writing to the Philippian church. He says, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which, for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Verse 13, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forward to those things which are ahead. 14, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I want to preach to us today about forward. Why don't we pray before we begin Lord, help us today open our hearts and our minds to hear, God, to expect something, Lord, touch something deep in our hearts, Lord, and help us shift gears this year going into 2021. Help us, Lord, to put you at the center, make you the priority in your kingdom, Lord. Your will be done, and your will done at any cost. In the name of Jesus Christ, we give you glory and honor. Amen. Amen. Paul starts out writing about the present. He says, this is where I'm at. This is what I am doing. And at this time of writing, Paul is a seasoned, well-established Christian. And he's writing to an established church. He's writing to people that are established Christians. And Paul was honest with his present state. He said, I'm pursuing something and I have not already attained. Or, I'm already not perfect. I'm not perfect yet. And he's saying, I'm pressing on. I'm pressing on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. What he was saying is that God has a purpose in my life. The Lord has laid hold of me for this purpose, that I would be redeemed, that I would serve his kingdom, that I would do a work or he would do a work through me And he was saying, but I'm still pressing forward. I haven't attained anything. And that's the present state that I'm in. Has anyone, did you have some goals this year, some things maybe you wanted to have happen, but you just didn't quite attain them? No, nobody sets any goals, right? We don't do that anymore. If you set them, you have to try and reach them. No, all of us probably have some goals that we tried to set this year that we maybe did not quite get to. And we have to admit at a certain point that, you know, I I may still be pressing for something. It may be something unfinished as I go on forward. And that's exactly what Paul was saying. He's saying, you know, God has laid hold of me for this purpose, but I don't feel like I've attained it yet. At this present moment, I am pressing forward toward what he has for me. Christ attained me. For a purpose, and I must press toward fulfilling that purpose. He said, I've not laid hold of it yet. There's something greater in front of me. I think we can all relate.
relate to that. But he doesn't stop there. Because then he says, you know, there's some things behind me. But I'm going to forget those things. I'm going to let go of those things in the past. And so as Paul is writing, he must have had something in his mind where he thought, you know, that, that thing from last year or the year before this previous season, I'm pursuing something else and I've not apprehend, apprehended it yet. But what I am doing is I'm forgetting those things which are behind. Do you ever think about what maybe Paul was thinking about? I mean, there, we know the history of Paul, many of us. And there's some negative past experiences in Paul's life that maybe he was wanting to forget about. Maybe, maybe he was sitting there and he was thinking back to Acts chapter 15 and the events of having a disagreement with Barnabas over John Mark and, and how he really just kind of missed it. And we can go in history and see how Paul uh, just kind of missed the mark in the way that he perceived John Mark, and it actually caused a rift between him and Barnabas for many years. Maybe, maybe it was that past experience that he was looking back on. Maybe, maybe it was a negative experience of having to withstand Peter because Peter was in the wrong. Galatians 2 talks about it. Maybe it was that experience. There was something that Paul was looking back on that he was saying, you know, there's, there's some things I want to forget about. Maybe it was just suffering the cause of Christ, 2 Corinthians, verses 12 through 23 through 33, chapter 11, 23 through 33. It says, Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in deaths often. From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Maybe he's wanting to forget that. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night, a day I have been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils, waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Maybe he's wanting to forget all of those things he said there's some things in my past that i'm wanting to forget he even goes on in verse 7 chapter 12 he says lest i should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations a thorn in the flesh was given to me messenger of satan buffet me lest i be exalted above measure maybe he's wanting to forget about that thorn in the flesh he says, there's some things behind me that I'm going to forget. Maybe it was negative personal failings. Maybe it was persecuting the church. Maybe it was persecuting the Lord. Acts 9 and 4, the Lord said, you're persecuting me. Maybe he wanted to forget those negative experiences. Whatever it was, he said, I want to forget some things in the past. 
Maybe it was the past great experiences with God. Maybe, maybe it wasn't negative at all. Maybe he was thinking, you know, there have been some great things that God has done, but I want to see God do something more. I want to see God move me closer. I want to see more things happen in God. I want to see more miracles, signs, and wonders. I want to get closer to God than I've ever been before. Maybe he was looking back and thinking about being caught up to the third heaven. He wrote about in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Maybe he was looking back and thinking about the vision he had on the road to Damascus, thinking, God, that was such a, a life-changing experience. I'm forgetting those things. I want something more from God. Jesus even said that there's, for a person who constantly looks back, they're not fit for the kingdom of God. Maybe Paul was thinking about that. Luke 9, 6, Luke 9, 62. No one having put his hand to the plow looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Whatever it was that Paul was refre- reflecting on, he said, there are some things back there behind me that I want to forget. And there are some things back in the past that sometimes must be forgotten and left. You can be honest about your present and where you're at, but sometimes we get in this negative thing of looking at the history and trying to relive history. But Paul was saying, look back on those things behind you and forget about those things. Repentance is a form of turning away from the person of the past and turning toward the future God has for you. The old man, the past man must die, must be let go of, and the new man must be brought into place. Ephesians 4, 20-24, Paul is writing and he knows what he's talking about. He says, you, you have not so learned Christ if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus that you put off concerning your former conduct. You think about Paul. He had a long way to go to get to even where he was at in just being in a relationship with God. He was one who attacked the church. He was a persecutor of Christians. He was aggressively and zealously against the church. So Paul's not ever writing from a place of own experience. He, he's not one to talk about ideals and things of high nature he's one who talks about just the application this is what you need to do put off the old man concerning your former conduct conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which is created according to god in true righteousness and holiness You see, there's an importance of letting go of things in the past because you can't move to things in the future without letting go of some things in the past. Read recently the story of a company called Kudo Products. It was a wallpaper cleaning manufacturer founded in 1912, and they'd had years and decades of successful business. And in the 1950s, as gas and electricity was introduced to replace coal and wood fire as prominent methods for heat, and cooking, Kutol saw that their major product, their main product used for cleaning off sooty buildup, that that business was declining to the point where they nearly became obsolete. So Kutol made a major shift 
and their company and repurposed their cleaning product and then made it into a toy. And since 1956, more than 3 billion little cans of Play-Doh have been sold. It was inducted into the National Toy Hall of Fame in 1998. And most recently, they're offering some new versions for adults with scents like overpriced latte. It's coffee smell. Or mom jeans. It's a clean denim. Grill King. Smoked meats. Dad's sneakers. Smells like rubber. Our spa day, supposed to be floral. And Lord of the Lawn, smells like fresh, fresh cut grass. I share that story to share this with you. You can't embrace the future if you don't let go of some things of the past. If they'd held on to saying, no, this is a cleaning product and never thought this could be used for kids as a toy, they never would have become what they've become today. Most of us don't know them as any cleaning products. We only know them as Play-Doh. And how many of us played with Play-Doh? Almost every one of us played with some Play-Doh and ate some Play-Doh. <laughs> Not all of us. What do you need to let go of? What do you need to forget from the past. I call this godly division. God divides some things and separates some things from our lives. Sometimes it's people. Sometimes it's principles. Sometimes it's things that we have there that should not be there. One of the first times in Scripture that we see the Spirit of God move, it's as an act of division. The Spirit of the Lord hovered above the waters and divided the waters from the land. And any time the Spirit moves, there's going to be a division. And you know what I want more than anything else this year? I want the Spirit of God to move in this church. And that means that there may be some divisions in our life. There may be some things God needs to separate me from because I need a Spirit to move. I need His Spirit to move in my life and in this church. There may be something God has to take from you that historically in your past you've held on to and it's comfort to you, but God wants to remove it because the Spirit brings with it distinction and some division. It's not because of disunity, but in change from imperfection to perfection. It is separating unto God. He separated the waters of the land and he called it good. He separated the light from the dark and he called it good. He separated people to himself and he called them his people, called it good. We are to separate from the old man and put on a new man. He calls us to separate from the world because God uses division in our lives for his purpose and glory. And it could be events in life. It could be some people in life. It could be some things in your life that you need to dispose of and get rid of. For some of us, God separates us from some things kicking and screaming. We hold on to them way beyond the point that we should. We would not let go except that God force us into a position. And I've wondered this year if God has not moved some of us into position that He's wanting to separate some things out of our life because ultimately we don't like separation. But after the separation, what is left is good.
We want God to add to us. But we rarely pray those prayers of things God to discard, to divide, to separate, to let go of. But if we're willing, God will separate and divide some things if we'll let go of them so that a harvest can come. In the parable of the wheat and the tares of Matthew 13, Jesus said they grow up together. He said, let them grow up together. But at the harvest, there's a separation. Separating the wheat from the tares, there is a division. There will always be in that separation a good that comes out of it. There may be something that you discard, but there will always be a harvest whenever you discard the thing you need to let go of. And Paul is saying, I'm going to embrace this godly process in my life. I'm going to let go of some things in the past that are behind me, and I'm going to turn my focus toward what God wants me to attain. I haven't got there yet, but I'm pressing forward, and I I will attain it so I can have a harvest in my future. Maybe there's some things you need to leave behind as we make this transition. Maybe it's some sins. Maybe it's some failures. Maybe it's things that you hold on to from the past in your relationships that really need to be forgiven to be forgotten and gotten over. And I'm not talking about just forgetting and going back to being abused. I'm talking about healing yourself because forgiveness is about you. Maybe it's how you think God lets you down. When really you were just asking for something outside of his will for you because it would be more comfortable than being uncomfortable. We need to leave behind. I can tell you some things we do need to leave behind. I pray that everyone would leave them behind. Cultural Christianity. Culture that says, I'm Christian, but then my life in private doesn't measure up. It doesn't measure to the Word of God. It's not biblical and doesn't reflect biblical values. I wish everyone who calls themselves a Christian would leave that behind. Comfort Christianity. We need to leave that behind. I'm a Christian as long as it brings me comfort. But as soon as God makes me uncomfortable, it's... That's when I get away from it. It's empty of sacrifice and suffering for the cause of Christ. And that's not what Jesus Christ has called his people to. It's not comfort Christianity. He's called us to boldness, to living a life in the spirit and being authentic and bold in the kingdom of God. Paul says, there's some things behind me I'm going to let go of. He says, I'm pressing forward toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ. Think about with all that Paul had experienced, we would would look at Paul, we would say, man, this guy, he's successful. He He is doing it. He's living. And I'm certain, I'm certain there were people reading this letter that when they got to this portion They were surprised that Paul said, there's still some things for me to attain out there. 
there's still a goal to be pressed toward. So it is with us. The goal is still before us. There's more to be done in God. In your life and in this church, there is more to be done in God. We have a high calling. And what that means, it means an upward call of God. It's a call of God that lifts us up. And if you're lifting him up, if you're being lifted up in your life, there are some things that are going to change. Some people stand only on the past. Musicians can come. They only reflect on the past. They only live in the past. You've run into them. I've run into them. I have a question for you today. What are you doing in the present to reach forward to the future? Because that's what Paul was saying. He's saying, I've not yet attained it. I've got some things I'm doing and I'm working on. I'm forgetting the things behind. If I don't do anything else, I'm going to forget those old days and I'm going to press toward what's in front of me. I am working for the future. Philippians 3.16, nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. He said, the things I've already attained, I'm going to keep working in those things. I'm going to keep living in those things. Let me read that same verse to you in the ESV. It says, only let us hold true to what we have attained. So maybe this past year, there's some things you added into your life. There were good things. There were godly things. There were things you need to hold on to and keep walking in. But then there's some other things you need to add in. There's some things you need to let go of. There's some things you need to maintain. And there's some things you need to bring in in addition. I'm going to keep doing those things. But I'm going to reach for the things I've not obtained. There's some things to reach for in 2021. More prayer. Every one of us need more prayer. More time in the Word of God. It's not going to kill you. And my uncle always says this. He says, no one ever regrets a dollar they save. No one ever regrets time you spend in the Word of God. Maybe it's sharing Jesus with more people, more hurting people, more hungry people, sharing what God is doing in your life. Maybe it's stretching yourself to give more, to serve in a more meaningful way, to do more. Maybe it's having more faith and trust in God, taking some risk while you lean into God. Whatever it is, there's something that God has purpose for you to lean forward and to attain to. And if you'll ask, the Lord will show you what you should let go of and what you need to reach for. If you'll stand with me. I wonder if we could take a moment and pray and seek the presence of the Lord and ask Him, God, what do you want me to let go of in my past? What is the thing behind me that you want me to let go of? forget about what are the things you want to remove from my life what things do I need to get into my life what do I need to do to attain the purpose you have for my life why don't you take a moment right where you're at and pray and seek the Lord and ask him to speak to you